0: Hello and welcome to the Office Hours podcast. I'm Vincent Chan. Today I'm chatting with Professor Hassassian, who is the Palestinian ambassador to the UK since 2005. Ambassador, thank you for chatting with me today.
1: It's my pleasure, sir.
0: I just want to start off with this question. Is the two-state solution dead?
1: I think the two-state solution, if we uh, see it on the ground, it is absolutely dead. And uh, that's why now we we talk about uh, a two-state delusion because for the last 25 years israel made it asmos to kill and to abort the two-state solution it's not that we don't want it we accepted it back in 1988 but israel has aborted the two-state solution with its systematic policy of grabbing land and building settlements
0: and how has trump's jerusalem decision his decision to recognize jerusalem as israel's capital changed this
1: You know, it had a certain kind of international reverberations, but on the ground, his recognition of Jerusalem is null and void because it's against all the international legality about Jerusalem and all UN resolutions that looks at Jerusalem as an occupied city. The outcome of its negotiations will be shared by two parties, where East Jerusalem will be the capital of Palestine. And Jerusalem has always been since the mandate of 1948 partition, 1947 partition, Jerusalem has been corpus separatum. It had nothing to do, basically, with a two-state solution there. So here comes Trump, and he tries to challenge the international community, the international law, the international legal system, by unilaterally recognizing who cares about the recognition of America if it doesn't have any legal basis.
0: Trump also said that, you know, he looked at the actions of previous presidents and he said that, you know, it hasn't worked so far. So he said, you know, why not try something new? Do you think that has any merit? Because what
1: is new in this when he takes sides with one party against the other and he is claiming to be a broker of peace? What's new in that? The new in that is that he took a decision of this uh, crediting the United States in putting the United States, as I said, on the wrong side of the world, and he is challenging the history of the continuity of this state where the Palestinians for the last for 1400 years have established their presence. And in one sentence, he wants to deny the Palestinians, you know, ownership of, of Jerusalem. He wants to deny the Christian and the Muslim ownership of the holy sites. Who is he to decide? Is he the new Pax Romana? This is not acceptable, my friend. But let him do whatever he wants. Let him claim whatever he claims. At least as far as we are concerned, Americans are out of the picture. We don't trust them and we don't want them to be back into the negotiation uh, table. We don't trust them as a third party. And that's why since we still believe in a non-military solution, in a, mili- a non-military solution, still we believe in negotiation. I think a third party should come.
0: And who, who should Would this third, third party be? I
1: believe the UN Security Council could be plus representatives from the Islamic uh, organization, you know, conference, mm. uh, 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 you know, uh, China could be a participant. Uh, I mean, Europe, definitely the EU. Uh, we could, I mean, this we leave to the international community. This we leave to the United Nations to come up with a conglomerate of states that have stake, that are stakeholders, not only in the peace process, but they are stakeholders in the balance of power with the, with this international system that had been for the last 20 years totally controlled by U.S. policies in the region.
0: Mm. So without two-state solution, are you saying one state then? Well, you tell me. Is there something
1: in between two state
0: and one state? My, there my could be also is. the third option, which is the status quo, right?
1: This, the status quo is not accepted. That's why we will continue to resist occupation. Mm-hmm. With our steadfastness, with our convictions, with our beliefs, expose Israel's naked aggression against our people by still, you know, uh, creating public awareness by going to the international, you know, organizations, by suing the Israel in the International Criminal Court of Justice, we we have so many options to do that. That's that's not accepting the status quo. Mm. But the other two options: either Israel withdraws from the occupied territories and we have our independent state and long-range peace agreement between us, or the other option is that we cannot accept. To be in a state where we are dealt with as red Indians on reservations. That's not acceptable.
0: my mm. friend. Right? So as ambassador to the UK, I do want to ask you about Europe specifically. Yes. We, you have lots of parliamentarians recognizing the state of Palestine, but you don't have governments doing it, with the exception of Sweden. Do you think more needs to be done at the European level to actually begin by recognizing Palestine? Actually,
1: I mean, I believe if Europe recognizes the state of Palestine as governments and not as parliaments. Because parliaments are representatives of the people. And the public opinion here has been always pro-Palestinian. 70% of the public is pro-Palestine. Pro-self-determination, pro-the state of Palestine. So we don't have any problems with that. But we need to have the government. And most governments in Europe are controlled by by conservative right-wing governments and right-wing governments, you know, are in the flank of the United States of America and the region. Who is controlling now? Republicans, conservatives. Who's controlling in Israel? Right-wing, Likud, fascist government. The same goes to Europe. Unless we have a dramatic change in the public opinion of people who are democratic enough to bring down these governments and put, you know, centrist governments, then we have hope towards the revolution
0: of the state of Palestine. I want to ask you about something which is that because you are a political science, international relations professor by training, I want to throw a term at you, which is veto players. Mm. Do you think that one of the biggest problems or barriers to a peace deal is that you have these veto players in both Israel and Palestine? So with Israel, you have the right-wing, far-right nationalists. But in Palestine, do you not have a problem with Hamas? Yeah. Listen,
1: Hamas has a problem with us. But Hamas's concept is about the future state of Palestine. Hamas and Fatah and the authority, they all are consensual to get rid of occupation of them. But they have their own tactics and strategy. We have our own tactics and strategy. They believed in arms and now they are leaning more towards being more pragmatic. Okay, But our political leadership has determined its position by engaging in negotiations and in security collaboration. So this is the basic problem between Hamas and Fateh. Fateh being the party of the authority, is a secular party. It, it believes in negotiation. It believed in the 22% of historic Palestine, which is, you know, the 1967 borders. Hamas has still difficulty in accepting one-fifth of Palestine being the state of Palestine. Hamas still believes that arms resistance is the only way to get rid of occupation, regardless of its tactics, all right? Hamas believes in the ideology of an Islamic state, eventually, because they are part and parcel of the Muslim Brotherhood. And if you do your research, you can see exactly what that ideologically means to a secular people like the Palestinians, whether living inside Israel proper, and they are more secular than us, because they have lived under occupation and in Israel for so long to understand the dynamics of democracy and the electoral system. Mm. They are more democratic than us. Now, we do believe that we, relatively to the Arab world, we are the most democratic. Listen, two, two elections we had in the occupied territories. My president did not win like Putin, 73%. My president won with 56%. Mm. 56%. And not like other Arab countries, 99.9999. So we are the democratic entity. I've written about the democratization process of our infrastructural development all along the years, from 1965 with the inception of the PLO until 1988 and today. All right? We have the tolerance of accepting each other. And we look at Hamas as our brothers. Hamas is an integral part of our social fabric. We don't deal with Hamas as our enemy. We beg to differ. It's unfortunate what happened in 2007 when they had the coup d'etat against the national unity government. This is something that Hamas has to live with its conscience, with its guilt. But it doesn't mean that Hamas is my enemy. Hamas is not my enemy. I beg to differ with Hamas on ideological issues, on the political program of our, what we call, national project, which is the building of a Palestinian state on the borders
0: of Nazis. I have one final question. Because most of our listeners are young people, young university students, what would you say to them if they are very interested in this topic? What could they do if they want to learn more, if they want to contribute to maybe charting a path towards a just peace in this area of the world? I encourage them to come and, and, and
1: live in Palestine,
0: sporadically, and, and witness
1: occupation, because the Israeli propaganda machine had really brainwashed the international community that we are terrorists, that there was never called Palestine. Palestine was a prosperous country. When the Arabs were still digging, you know, in the desert for, for water, we had trade relations with Europe. We were the, the Silk Road. We This is before, you know, the Zionist suckers came and took over Palestine with the help of the British mandate. I tell them, come and see for yourself, this is the set of Israel, this is the apartheid, and this is, these are the settlements, and you have to devise the techniques of how to exonerate Israel of its democratic ideas in terms of its propaganda, and to tell the world that Israel is an apartheid, and there is no room in this global village anymore for apartheid to
0: exist. Ambassador Sassian, thank you so much. You're welcome, sir.